So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss M and I will be discussing Season 6, Episode 3 of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, we get to see Violet getting ready for Riley in Vietnam, Gino needs the proper tools for the proper job, Tyre's hope unfortunately seems to be growing, Amanda thinks she may have made a huge mistake, and we meet Super Catholic Misha, whose midlife conversion to faith led her to neglect. As always, we'll end with our Students of the Week, Class Dunces, and Life Lessons. All right, thanks for listening, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss M. Hi, Mr. O. How are things going with you? Not too bad. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. We have Miss H is on a boat, and so she spends a lot of time on boats, Lucky by the way. Her. I know. <laughs> And she doesn't have the internet on this boat, so we have Miss H, Miss I'm sorry, Miss M filling in for her this week. Um, and yeah, we're just gonna uh, we'll just jump right in. So you want to get started with somebody? Yeah. Um, so let's go to Tyree and Carmela. So he's meeting up with his sister Lashanti to talk over the whole situation, um, and he didn't really want to hear the voice recording of Christian admitting that he was Carmela, and he's becoming more and more confident that the producers have just gotten it all wrong. Um, he start, so he talks to his sister about that, and she suggests that they reverse image search the photos that he was sent. And so they do that, but it doesn't really come back with them finding anything. So he takes that as a good sign. Um, she really wanted them to come back, obviously fake. And so she gets production involved, and they ask to see the text message that Christian sent the producers. The message is 100% admission of guilt. Christian literally wrote that he used Tyree for money. He said he was poor and desperate, and he felt bad for leaving leading Tyree on, but he knew that he didn't. They didn't have a future. Tyree still isn't convinced somehow, and Lashanti knows that whatever the scammer sends, he's gonna fall hook and line and sinker for. So, yeah, I mean, with all that, like, do you think there's any chance that there is a real Carmela out there? Like, is she based on a real person? Or yeah, I mean, my my impression was always that it was this Christian person who's taking pictures of maybe either his girlfriend or his sister or somebody that he knows and sending him out there. But also, not just sending him to Tyree. Like, they're sending oh, no. him to a bunch of people. Yeah, he's got to be to be just getting a ton of money from everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so I, I. I do think I mean obviously it's somebody that the the person who are sending these pictures has exclusive access to maybe maybe it's like revenge porn like stuff maybe it's stuff that you know maybe it's stuff that Christian's girlfriend sent to him over the years and he's just like oh sweet I have all these use this for some money yeah I can use this for some money but it's obviously not something that he just found on the internet but it's also I don't know that really speaks to Tyree's frame of mind that he didn't that he didn't think to reverse image search these. Like, I don't, I don't believe for a second he didn't think to, you know? I mean, I don't know that I would have thought to, but I also don't think I would have dated somebody across the world and never done video chat with them. And yeah. Yeah. No, I, don't know. I feel kind of bad for him, but I also feel like he's just at this point, you know, he's only lying to himself. Yeah. I mean, that, it's funny that you say that. Cause I totally like on dating apps would reverse image search things like, um, just to like, just to like make sure like there wasn't a catfish. I mean, generally it wasn't that long because, you know, it's not too long before you actually meet them in person. And it's like when that becomes suspicious, it's like, especially with the video chatting and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. It's it's just, it, it's sad that like 
the more this goes along. And he was like, oh, they didn't delete you from Snapchat, so it must not be like so, so bad. It, it, like, it's, it's weird that the longer it goes on, the more confident he is that it's not fake, not fake. Yeah. yeah like, yeah, it's just it's crazy to have the person be like literally be in your face being like, hi, I'm fake. This is fake. I am not real. This is fake. And he's like, but maybe there's a chance. Like, I, I think I know where he's coming from. Like, I think he thinks it's her brother or somebody in that got somebody access. Just, like, got access to it and pretending to be her. Yeah. And yeah. he's like, oh, actually, I'm not real. Uh, stop bothering me. Uh, I mean, they legit like, said they haven't, it hasn't been real for years. Right. In the text message. It wasn't like, oh, it hasn't been real for three months. Like, they were like, oh, I've been scamming him for four years or. No, but I'm saying, but if, if it was somebody who, let's say, let's go the other way. Let's, let's make up his fantasy, right? Somebody who, you know, is, is this actual woman, Carmela, she's been talking to him for four years. Her dad finds out and was like, I don't want you dating this American. And instead of like confronting her, it gets this thing where he gets her passwords and then goes on and be like, I'm a dude named Christian. I've been scamming you this whole time. Like, that's what he thinks. That's, that's increasingly what he thinks happened. That's so sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So speaking of sad, let's hit one of my groups. Well, this one's less sad. I want to do more sad one like later. And that's uh, let's talk about Riley and Violet. Okay. So Riley is trying to Tetris all of his things into his suitcase because he's leaving for Vietnam today and he sucks at folding clothes. Uh, he's still has a lot of feelings about what's what's going on. He's apprehensive after talking to the private investigator last episode, but now he wants to give her a chance to address the concerns. Right. He has his concerns like with her texting his dad and everything. And so he's going to give her a chance to address the concerns. Maybe he won't have to hire the PI. So his friend Alexa is giving him a ride to the airport. And uh, he tells her all about the messages to dad and how he called the PI. And she is like, yeah, I don't think you should go to Vietnam to see this woman. <laughs> you can't even bring yourself to trust her at a word. So Riley, of course, just goes on the, but I love her. But I have a lot of love for her. And it's a little bit. So he's going anyway. So he's willing, he kind of is willing to overlook her manipulative behavior to be with her, but not, that might be, that might be okay because he's still holding this PI in his back pocket. Like, oh, if things get too bad, you can always hire the PI. So he gets to the airport, meets another sketchy dude who's going to Asia on a bang trip, and then he's off. Like, he's like, this is my friend. We've been at the airport. It's like, I'm going to Thailand to meet a lady friend. It's like, yeah. Then we switch over to Ho Chi Minh City where we actually meet Violet. She's 43 and she's a math teacher and we see her scootering around the whole city um, showing us how she's a strong, independent woman by driving a hard bargain on her vegetables. So she tells us that she's divorced and she has two daughters and she filed for the divorce because she didn't feel that she was supported by her ex either emotionally or financially. I feel like the financially might have more to do with it. So it's hard for her to date because – she feels like a lot of the men um, are too patriarchal for her, right? She likes having her job. She likes having interdependence and that, that gets in the way. So she looked abroad, which is where Riley comes in. So she loves his dog and his sense of humor, which we always say this on the show when you're not here, is that like that's always a big plus for us. We're like, ow, you actually mentioned something, a reason, a reason <laughs> that you like this person. So that's and not just like I love them because I love them. So – she meets with some of her friends to talk about Riley's impending arrival. So most of these friends don't actually even know anything at all about the relationship. And she said, kind of is like, I gathered you all here today because it is my birthday. And also my boyfriend from America is coming here tomorrow. So they're surprised that she's kept this from them for the two years they've been talking. 
And, you know, she talks him up until they ask about, well, have you ever been in any fights? And she's like, yeah, like 180 of them. How she came up with that number. But she says it's mostly about tiny things like, you know, how she teases people until they get mad at them and block her. So she says they both have strong personalities. But just like him, she thinks the trust issue is huge. But it seems like she's putting the trust issue more on him. Like it's up to me. It's up to him to see if he can trust me. All right, so we kind of saw that both ends of it. We got first impressions of both of them. But like I said at the end, that seems to be the issue is he thinks she should do more to earn his trust and she thinks he should just trust her more. And um, I don't know, which one do you think is the more legit argument or is it just destined to end a disaster? I mean, I kind of think at this point, if he doesn't trust her, then – it seems like, why are you together? I mean, so I do think he just needs to trust her more. And I kind of think like, it seems like his trust falls from where he felt like he, she was lying to him, but I'm kind of wondering were those lies, just communication issues. Cause like the big question was, were you still married when we were together? Mm-hmm. And she said like, we, it sounds like they were not, but again, it was that like a communication, like, is that like a language barrier thing? Like, I don't sure. think he necessarily has a reason not to trust her unless there's something we're not. Right, right. And I I mean, that is certainly an issue that comes up in the States, right? There's definitely the, we, another thing we mentioned a lot is the how divorced are you question, right? right? And, and I could see her being like, cause there's a lot of, there's a decent amount of quote unquote divorced people that just moved out and they didn't have kids and they didn't really have anything to split. Like they kind of agreed what they were going to do. So they just never like spent the couple thousand dollars it's going to take to actually file up, actually make the divorce legal. And so, you know, they haven't been together in like five or six years, but they're technically not, not divorced. Yeah. Right? <laughs> not, yeah. right. Right. And so, I mean, that could be a communication issue. It could be a deal breaker for him. Is it something she lied about? But I don't know. It, it, it was hard to, for me because I don't know what you guys see what you think. I just, liked her as a person better i did too i mean she just seems like really fun and yeah yeah i mean like she also like you said like seems like she has reasons for liking him like she actually wants to date him and he just kind of i don't to get a pi involved like what is what are you thinking like yeah. they've never met in person right they've just done no it. no yeah. this is the this would be the so, first like, time before they've met in you've person. ever met in person you want somebody to like stalk your girlfriend like that's crazy yeah it is and it's like it, it and i just it's it's hard for me to get through my head especially seeing him in the last episode literally lounging in his chair like munching on a cigar like it just is like this dude just wants to get laid and he's not gonna break up with his girlfriend before he has a chance to go have sex with her like and oh so that makes it a sex trip, which makes it gross. Like, yeah. and that's where I was like, especially when he met with the other, this guy's going to Thailand to fuck his girlfriend. Like, look at this. Like, it was like, ooh, why are we, this is gross. Yeah. Let's not do this. <laughs> right. And so I, 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 that's the only kind of motivation I come up with. And it very much goes in line with the kind of person he's projecting himself to be. I'm a big man's man who smokes the cigars and like that. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Whereas like, she seems to be, getting I don't know she just she just seems like if I had to pick one of the two to hang out with them I would hang out with them like 100% yeah. yeah for sure I did think it was a little weird that the friends hadn't heard about him at all but I guess if you're you know dating somebody online and there's like no meeting them in person yet maybe it just like doesn't feel real yet you're like why am I going to tell my friends about I don't yeah. know that, that's I guess what I would well, especially if it's somebody that you've been with for two years and are breaking up and getting back together every other week 
Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, yeah. and, and, uh, and who knows how much effort she has to put into the, like, the relationship in terms of, like, well, I just send him a text and we chat, like, at, at night. It, it does sound real. like she likes pushing his buttons, though. <laughs> oh, she 100% does. But that's, like, I, I, I feel like that's really common. I feel like we've seen other Vietnamese women on the show and they're very much, that is a cultural thing where they, they very much are like, I'm going to make fun of you and push your buttons and like, and haha, and it's, it's hard for you to take. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's just, there's lots of ball busting cultures there. It just isn't necessarily always, oh, your wife busts your balls. Like that's what happens. You know, it's more like usually other, other cultures are very much like your friends, your guy friends bust your balls. Yeah. Like, like, all right. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, so we actually met um, a new couple this week. Uh, is it Maisha? Mi- Misha. 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 Misha and Nicola. So we meet Misha first, and she's 43 from Blaine, Minnesota, uh, saying various rosary prayers. She gives up her high-flying career in television in order to devote herself fully to her faith, and now she works for the church. She didn't grow up religious, but she had a St. She had a St. Paul on road to Damascus moment while vacuuming her floor and has been a devout Catholic ever since. This all happened after her divorce. She got married very young to an exchange student and moved to Sweden with him, and they have two daughters. After she got the divorce, she went through, let's call it a hoe phase. So when she became extremely religious, a lot of her friends fall by the wayside, and she was very lonely, which is when she met Nicola. Nicola is 46 years old from... Naharia? Naharia, I think. Israel? Mm-hmm. Um, something like 2% of Israelis Israelis are Catholic. Um, he got his devotion from his grandmother, who became a nun because her love for God and inspired him to become something of a religious scholar. Although it appears to be, uh, I did my own research. He loves teaching Nisha more about the faith, and they connected through her spiritual social media posts. They've been talking for a couple of years now, but they've never met in person. Nicola doesn't have much experience with dating. He's never really tried to have a girlfriend or anything, and it's always assumed that God will provide. In related news, he's also a virgin who's saving himself for marriage. Their very different pasts have Misha worried. She couldn't bring him over on a K-1 visa if she, if she didn't know for sure the relationship was going to work out, because the divorce is out of the question. Um... Those worries are only reinforced by her sister Taylor when they meet for drinks. She admires his convictions, but she's not sure she can be in a relationship if there's not any affection. And the only way to find that out is to be with him in person. Taylor thinks that two weeks just isn't enough time to know, and she should wait until he comes here and meets the family and everything. We spend some more time with Nicola fishing fishing with his rosary warrior, Wassim, who is the only religious person in his life. He spends so much time fishing that it makes Misha mad when he misses her calls. Blossom is worried that someone that just spends all day fishing and praying and is totally broke can land a woman like her. So after some time fishing, they sit down and talk things over. He really stresses how important it is that he stay celibate, and he's not a fan of her not being a virgin. But the Bible tells him not to judge, so he's trying not to. Plus, the Holy Spirit basically re-virginized her, so... Um, he also knows that his mother will not feel the same way, which is why Nicola has told Misha, has told her Misha is just a friend. We then see uh, Misha put a St. Francis collar on a cat and then video chat Nicola, and they talk about the annulment meeting. She can't get married again unless she gets an annulment, which may be a tall order given that the marriage produced two kids. 
it seems like this is definitely a deal breaker for him because he's not about to live in sin with a divorced woman instead of getting married in a church. They don't have a future without the K-1 in a church wedding. Um, so the next day, she's talking to her two daughters, Mor- Maria and Sevilla, and um, what she should and should not pack for her trip. It's important for her to have their support, and they are excited for her, but they're more anxious about things for themselves. They aren't really looking forward to a basically stranger to move into their house and pa- pass a lot of judgment and like religious views on them. Um, they've talked to him a few times, and it's always God this, God that, and we, I'm praying for you. Aisha hopes that every conversation doesn't turn into a mini sermon, but she can't know that for sure yet. So, I mean, I yeah. feel like <laughs> when does she just think that he's gonna like move over to the states and move in with the girls, and that that's gonna be just a normal? I don't know if it's going to be – it definitely won't be normal, but I think kind of. And we've seen uh, before – like I think before you started watching the show, we've seen somebody who's done that with a couple of younger kids. There was the – I forget what they were called. They were the beekeeping – beekeepers, right? And she moved him from Turkey and like it was in in the OG and like the kids were like, who is a stranger that's living in my house? Get him the fuck out of my house. This is awful. Like, Well, especially somebody who – has a completely different background as them. I mean, and I guess, I guess pretty much anybody on the show is going to have a different background than each other. Right. But like the religious background, I mean, if these girls are not religious and they're teenagers, they're not young children. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And sure. they want to like date and I mean, maybe drink, maybe like, I don't know, do things that teenagers well, do. <laughs> and this, this is the part where I'm going to say you and I were both raised Catholic. Right. Right. So we know a lot of the, stuff that they're talking about here and it's funny because catholicism is definitely a religion where you know definitely there's sex things that are shamed upon you and the guilt and all that but one thing catholicism at least my brand of catholicism that i grew up with never made you feel guilty about was drinking (laughs) (laughs) in the church that's true (laughs) i literally went to church cookouts where the priest where the pastor the head priest was on the keg like he was the guy pumping everybody's beer like it is not so drinking i think they'll be okay so maybe (laughs) that yeah (laughs) and i don't know how he feels about like like clothes like i know modesty yeah Yeah, sure sure sure. um but i just i can't even imagine like that's got to be so uncomfortable to just bring this dude that you don't know into your house and being like, okay, teenage girls, you got like a father figure now. Yeah. I mean, these ones at least are like, they're like 17 and 19 or something like that. Yeah. And so like, if they don't like it, they're going to be able to move out. That's true. And it's not like, it's not like the other ones I was talking about where the kids were like 14 and 13 or something like that. And so like, yeah, they can, they can move out, but it's, I mean, it's definitely a weird thing. (laughs) To kind of be raised one way and then have your mom completely change. Completely change her life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I just also feel like, I mean, I don't know how much studying she's done, like what she's learned about the religion. But yeah. like, I, I wonder if the two of them are even on the same page religiously. Like, yeah. And I'm, I'm curious as to how she specifically found Catholicism. Um, as opposed to another, you know, brand of Christianity, another, right, um, right. you know, branch of Christianity because, um, it is something that, you know, it's definitely a different vibe to people who convert as adults than the people who were, you know, just raised in the church and did not get their first communion in second grade and did their confirmation when they were teenagers. And right. Uh, right? 
that's different than somebody who comes in and has to do all this study and does everything at the Easter vigil and, get, and converts. So I, I wonder if it's like, oh, well, she just went back to the church that, you know, she was kind of raised culturally Catholic oh, and she came back to a church or did she like, no, 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 Roman Catholicism is it for me? Because they both like seemed to like in the summary have it like the uh, I did my own research, which to me is like conspiracy theory nonsense that people spout like I've been researching it and I think vaccines don't work. Right. And it's like, OK, well, let's back up. You have a Ph.D. <laughs> in genetics or anything. Um, but like. Those kind of things. And and so when you get to that, sometimes you get to some weird, like, religious, like, ideas and stuff when you're – when you are doing your own research. And, like, I would definitely think they're kind of skirting it with and, – and people aren't familiar with what the, a lot of the things in the Catholic Church is that there's, you know, this this certain subset of people who kind of think that everything that the church did after the 50s was a mistake. And it's wrong. And we need to go back to the way the church was in like the 1600s. And that's the ideal church, how we should have it. Like mass should be in Latin. Like, you know, you know, uh, lay people shouldn't be able to do anything in the church. Like it's all kinds of all kinds of things. And I'm like, I wonder if they're skirting that or if he's doing that, Cause especially because he was talking about like some old, oh, I want to bring this thing back that was from the first century. And like go to the church. And I'm like, oh, like, yeah. and so it definitely makes me a little nervous about what's coming up in terms of, in terms of the, the, the religious thing, the religious aspect of this, because, Oh my God, based on the two of them, it's all religious aspect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm going to just, <laughs> but then the other thing that was interesting was that he, so his mom, his parents are not religious, or yeah. at least not Catholic, but his grandma is. And so that's how he was, brought up with it but then he did bring up the fact that his mom's not going to like her yeah still. i thought so that I guess was that's like the cultural and not not even not like her as a person not like her specifically because she's divorced divorced and also because she can't give him kids well sure yeah but i mean I, and that to me is the part where it's a little hypocritical like well, uh, kinda, he's 46 he's, yes he's like, not young like uh, i mean he, not that that's old but he's not yeah. yeah. If he meets somebody age appropriate, she's probably not going to be able to give him kids, which I always applaud the age appropriate matches. Right. right? And right. so, yay, this is, this is definitely an age appropriate match. But uh, no, I, I just I, 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 trying to reserve too much judgment and trying not to, you know, I, I'm, this isn't me, you know, making broad blankets about people of faith and everything. But man, she seems very Instagrammy. Like, here's me doing my poster. Here's the. And I mentioned this to you before we started. <laughs> Here's my picture of Ash Wednesday. It is clearly not the ashes from Ash no, Wednesday. No, clearly, uh, clearly drawn on herself. <laughs> yes, because I've been to many Ash Wednesday mashes, and they are like uh, just a smudge of kind of maybe you can I make mean, out a cross just, like, a, little a little bit. Strange, like even if it even if it was not her putting that on herself, mm -hmm. I just. Don't think that I would ever Instagram Ash Wednesday. Instagram Ash Wednesday. Yeah, teach their own, I guess. Happy Lent, everybody! Like, no, that's not the point of Lent. You missed it. You missed the point. Yes, you missed the point. Yeah, I did think it was funny that his friend kind of threw him under the bus a little bit. Oh man, that friend was so funny. And they called him. We called his friend the Rosary Warrior because they did like talk and pray. And like he's like he said he's the only person that prays with him, but he was just like. Literally said she's out he's of his like, league. He's like, you're not a catch dude. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, she's out of his league. This guy doesn't have a job or money. <laughs> like, he's like, I don't know how you're going to how are you gonna do anything with this woman. But, I mean, I think it, I, I do wonder if it's going to be that way. Is he going to – is he 
obviously he's, you know, celibate before marriage, but like, I think she's going to want to make out like, Ooh, yeah. like <laughs> and I don't like definitely some sort of like, it, and, and she said affection, right. And it, it maybe make out, but at least like, you know, snuggle, touch me, hold my hand and be like, no, I can't do that. We're not married. Like that's, yeah. that's going to be tough. Cause that's it. That to me seems weirder than, you know, Amanda last time was really uncomfortable with the idea of like just jumping into bed with somebody, right? right. With somebody new. And 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 that's to each their own. Certainly that's that's a legitimate thought. But like like it would be weirder to me if like you had married this person and then was like, all right, now we jump into bed together. And like <laughs> that's more awkward, like, yeah. isn't it? Like like I can't imagine being married to someone before they would like give you a hug like a nice hug that would be so weird like what if they smell bad (laughs) (laughs) all right so speaking of jokes about people smelling bad let's go to amanda and rosvin all right all right so amanda is waking up and it's after her first night in romania which is also her first night that she says she says it's her first night sleeping with a man since her husband passed. And by sleeping, we she literally means sleeping, like in a bed next to each other. There was eh, some canoodling and some neck sucking, <laughs> but it didn't go any farther than that. So she is feeling very weird, both about being with another man after the passing of her husband and also being so far away from her kids who are also dealing with the loss of their father. So he's feeling really weird that she sleeps with her socks on. She's he's like, who does that? Like, even uncovers the blanket. Like, look, your socks are on. It is weird. Just saying. <laughs> it's not when it's cold. I, if it's really cold, it's, that's, that's pretty, it's All pretty right, nice. Valid, valid. All right. So the plan uh, for the day is to go into the old, old part of town and, you know, look at some, some of the sites. So then they decide each to get ready. Although it seems like they kind of do that thing where like 20 minutes later, he's like, I'm ready. Are you ready? And she looks no different than she was when we <laughs> left her. She had her sweatpants on her. She like literally did nothing. Um, anyway, so he doesn't, but he doesn't get mad or frustrated, but still trying to talk her through the awkwardness she's feeling about just being here. So eventually he gets her out of a house and into a car and she's not feeling great because something we missed and didn't see on camera is because she got off a call with her son, Junior, who said dad died. And that really, like, set her off. Like, she was talking he was talking to Rosvan and was like, oh, well, my dad died. Right? And she's like, why would he say such a thing? I don't know why she thought that was weird that he'd say it. It's a fact of his life. Um, anyway, so it seriously knocked her off kilter even more than she already was. So she tells Rosvan that maybe, and this is in the car, maybe coming to Romania was a mistake. And she's really hurting her children with this trip. So they get the, 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 the you know, park their car and they start to walk around town and she's still preoccupied and asks, like, kind of floats the trial balloon of like, well, what if I left early? Would you be upset if I left early? And he's just like, it's three weeks. It's not that long. You know, if we're going to progress this relationship, we really need this time. And he's trying hard not to emphasize, but empathize. He's trying to empathize, but really also just wants her to lighten up and like, let's enjoy our time together. But she just can't do that because she can't think of anything else besides how this person might be the next father to my children. And I have to make sure that they uh, – how could I possibly – blah, blah, They're going to be so hurt if I bring other men into their life. And, you know, it's very frustrating. So he tries to cheer her up by showing her around the city. And he shows her some traditional clothes and does a traditional dance with her. And they stop at a rooftop bar for a drink. So they toast a beautiful t- future together. And then Rosvin looks at her and like – 
does that thing that he does, which is I find annoying, like I'm going to pretend I'm going to ask you to marry me like right now, like a very <laughs> serious question, but just asks her to take the key to her house, which it's funny because in another season completely, there was Darcy and Tom. He did this like seriously. Like, it, and so it was like a throwback to another season. Like he did it like she thought he was going to propose and he was like, <laughs> here is the key to my apartment. She was like, what the shit is this? Right. Anyway, but it was, she definitely did not want to get proposed to right now. Anyway, so, um, but he also thinks, she thinks she won't need it though, because she's not going to be back in Romania for a long time. And she's going to be with him the whole time this time. So he says, well, that's okay if you're not back in Romania because I applied for a visitor visa to the States and I'll be, as soon as you leave here, I can come to the States with you. Surprise. It was not a good surprise for her. Um, she was just like, that's not going to give me enough time to get my kids ready for the idea that someone might visit this, <laughs> visit us. Um, so, you know, and he's like, well, okay, then we can wait like a month. And she's like, no, still way too soon. So he's, now he's starting to get the impression that maybe you don't want me there at all. And she's like, no, don't be, don't not, don't be, don't be silly. She's like, well, I just don't want to wait too long. And she's like, I don't want to wait like a year. And she'd be like, well, a year seems reasonable to me. That seems like a good plan. And so, yeah, yeah, he doesn't get it. He gets that the kids are important and their, their, their mental health is important and everything. But can't you just like tell them what's going on, like without it destroying their entire world? So she says that they for sure would not be okay with him staying in the house. Um, but, you know, he's not trying to wait a whole year. So anyway, so she's really trying to protect these kids with this. And I mean, I, I, I guess she just, it doesn't make any, she doesn't make any sense to me because she's doing, saying one thing and doing another one constantly, right? I have to watch out for my kids, but I'm going to, I'm going to be here. And then when I'm here, I'm just going to worry about my kids the whole time. Right. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know you had feelings about it. <laughs> she's just a mess. She's a <laughs> yeah. mess. I feel sad for her. Like she's definitely gone through a lot, but she's a mess. She shouldn't be dating. She shouldn't be getting her kids involved. Like, yeah. and if you feel this guilty about it, then why the hell did you fly halfway across the world? Yeah. I just, for three freaking weeks. Like that's a long time oh, to be away from your oh, it's, it's a very babies. long time. Like, oh my God. And then, to flip out on him when he's trying to do something nice. Like that's an amazing gesture. He tried to surprise you with this. Like you're dating and you're serious enough that you flew across the world to see him, but now you're going to get mad at him. that he's trying to do the same thing for you. Well, yeah. And I don't even work with him because like he, he doesn't have to stay in the house with you guys. He could stay in a hotel. He, like, yeah. He never said he, he was going to stay at the house friend with them. Visiting. Like it doesn't have to be. Yeah. He, they don't even have, they literally don't even have to ever see him no, when exactly. he comes to the States. Like, yeah, you can like go out and have dates with him, get a babysitter for a night. But that's what I mean when I'm talking about how she's always talking two different things at once, right? Is she simultaneously doesn't think the kids are ready to meet him. And but also, they've met him and over video. But over video, yeah. right. But they know he exists. They, they know, know he's there. Is. They, they know who he is. They know where she is. Yeah. And then, but then it's also like, I want to simultaneously not have the kids look at you as an adult man, but also make sure that you're ready to be the father figure for my kids. Like you can't do both of those things at the same time. You yeah. have to make a decision one or the other. And the fact of the matter is, and that's what it all comes down to. This is all too soon. It's way too this soon. Is, uh, she is, it's way too she soon. is not ready to do what she's no. doing. Right. I mean, and, I get her like, she's lonely. I get that. Like if you want to date, if you need like a company, if you need like a friend, whatever, but like, 
to jump into something this serious, this fast is just, it's like, you're not doing yourself any services. You're not doing him. Mm-hmm. Like you're everybody in the situation. It's not okay. No, no. And at some point soon, I feel like it's going to fall onto Razvan to be like, yeah, you're not ready for this. Yeah. Like I'm ending, I'm ending this because you're not ready for it. Really great. I yeah, mean, I think she's sure. been super patient and understanding and not pushy. And like, she kind of gives him like little jabs that I think she thinks are cute, but I just find extremely annoying. And he's mm-hmm. just like, let's it roll. Okay. Off. Yeah. Well, to be fair, he is a, he is a silly, joking, goofy guy. Like he, he, he would do, I feel like he would do similar things if she wasn't upset all the time. Yeah. Like if she was – I think he's smart enough to not do that when she's already in kind of an anxious mood. But I feel like he would. I feel like that's not the worst match for them. Like it's not what you would want yeah. <laughs> from a, from <laughs> a partner. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and then the whole like asking him um, how would you feel if I went home early? Like of course he's going to be upset. What do you think? Right. Like I feel like no matter what at the end of the day, he's not going to be able to win in this situation because he'll be like – yeah, you know, if that's how you really feel, then like go home early. Your kids need you. Then she'll just be like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. I want to be here with you. And then the next day she's going to hear from the kids and be like, oh, I feel horrible. I feel horrible. I should go home and be with my kids. And right. I just I just feel like you can't win in this situation. I guess, I guess I don't know why it had to be like three weeks. Like Apparently three weeks is the magic number of how, how long you need to get to know somebody. Oh, right. Because two weeks wasn't enough time. <laughs> yeah. But now three weeks. <laughs> We got yeah, it, right? Perfect. But 90 days just isn't enough time to decide if you want to marry somebody. That's the other theme of the show. But like, yeah. A month is too soon to have somebody come visit you even though you just came. Yeah. And maybe you just came back from there. Yeah. It's all very confusing. I don't know. Because it seems like, like I know it's Europe and I know it's a long plane ride, but my my, my kids literally just got back from France a couple weeks ago and they spent a week in France right. and that was fine. Right. Like it's exactly. not, it's not like you're like, oh, if you're going to go to Europe, it's not like. I feel like some places it is like that. Like if you're going to go all the way to Australia and it's going to be a 24-hour some plane ride, like better yeah, you, make it worth it. you better yeah. make it work, right? Um, like like I have a cousin who's going to India and is doing the same thing. So it's like you can't go to India for three days and come back. It's like doesn't justify the plane trip, exactly. right? But Europe is Europe. Like it's like seven or eight hours, right? It's like I wouldn't want to do it for a, I wouldn't want to do it for a weekend, but right. like it's. Not ridiculous to go spend a week in a European city and come back. Like that's the right, probably the right amount of time to do that. And so the idea has it has to be three weeks is just I don't know. It's because it it is a long time. Because I was away from my kids recently for two weeks, and they're older than these kids, and that felt like it still feels like a long time. It's a long time just to be away from your house too. Like like you know, obviously missing people aside, it's just. It's far. It's like you, you're not in your own element. You're not in your own bed. Everything is just. Yeah. 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 And it's just, I mean, she, this, I mean, she clearly needed to spend more money on a therapist than on. I know. Trip I do feel bad for her. Oh yeah. Her situation is just, awful. She just shouldn't. And she's not, dating. she doesn't have the wrong instincts. Like her kids are in a very, very fragile place right now. Yeah. Which means you can't like rock the boat. Like, and I get. If she, it just, it doesn't make sense. To, it makes sense to me if she would have been like, listen, my kids are not ready for me to be dating anybody. They're not ready for me to introduce anybody. I, I can't. I, but then I can't mean you don't go to Romania. Exactly. Right? Yep. <laughs> like, and so I don't, I don't understand why she does both things. That's what I don't, that's, that's what I don't get. 
is, is – because I do understand as a dad. She's a mess. <laughs> I do understand as a dad who – and I got divorced and I started dating people and I was like, oh, no. It's going to be a long time before someone meets my kids. But that's because – but like you said it already. They know his name. They've yeah. talked to him online. Yep. Like they know – when she got there, he was – the kid was like, aren't you going to sleep in the same bed with him? Like – they know what's up. Which like, also means, by the way, that people are, like, talking about stuff in front of the kids that they shouldn't be talking about. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. this kid knows, sure. like, yeah, like, that's... Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, the kid, but, like, but like, like she's, I don't know, it's just, she's clearly too thrown off by normal things, by expected things, that it's just, it, it, it really is a mess. Yeah. All right, well... Speaking of messes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Okay. So, Jasmine and Gino. So, Gino is enjoying the landscape of Panama, and Jasmine is trying to get him to appreciate the landscape of her chest. <laughs> Gino is worried about this new luxury apartment that Jasmine has because he thought Jasmine was a very humble person when they first began dating, but since then, she's fallen in love with the luxury lifestyle that he can't provide in the U.S., um, she shows him the apartment in her very wealthy neighbors, and then they go to bed and try to make some things happen. But Gino just isn't into doing basically anything she wants, and he just lays face down on the bed and takes a nap, never removing his hat. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, he says that her standards for money and everything has really turned him off, and that's why he doesn't want to have sex now. But Jasmine was worried it's because of her looks, which is why she wants more plastic surgery. So after his nap, um, Jasmine tries to make nice. And in the meantime, the dog is just like on top of him, <laughs> headbutting him in the back. But Jasmine comes in and she apologizes and she tries to get back on the right foot by offering to make him dinner. But dinner does not end up getting them on the right foot. She has some vegan meatballs she's going to make and she wants to do potatoes and she needs them peeled. And that's where things start to go off the rails. She doesn't have a cutting board or a peeler. And Gino cannot cook without the proper equipment. I, mean, I, can't, I can't cook without the proper equipment. <laughs> he just keeps saying it over and over and over. We need the proper equipment. I mean, you just you can't. Without the right tools. Where's the cutting board? Where's the peeler? Uh, he feels like he's being pushed around. And this is where he's going to draw the line. He makes a dumb face and finishes one potato and says, nope. That's it. I'm not doing anything else without the proper equipment. But to be clear, it's not in a defiant, like, stand up for yourself voice, and it's a very meek Gino voice. Yeah, so not what I just did. Yeah, the. <laughs> More I'm like gonna, you're, I'm not gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna do it anymore. It's like, no. Okay. <laughs> so then she just starts to do it herself, and he runs back into the bedroom. This leaves her into the kitchen ranting and raving about the goddamn vegan food before breaking down and crying that he's having this reaction over peeling a few potatoes. But he just thinks she's just not listening to her, and he needs to stand up for himself. Jasmine says that dealing with Gino is like dealing with a landmine. You never know what's going to make them act like an ass, and she's trying hard to make him happy, but it's not working. Eventually, he comes out, and it's still going on about proper equipment, and she ends up apologizing for not getting what is and what isn't a big deal for him. At the end of the conversation, he still doesn't want to eat and wants to just go to bed after a long day of travel. This is where he changes into his sleeping hat. <laughs> and then he falls asleep, asking her to wait until he falls asleep before she comes to bed. Oh, man. Whew. Just. Oh. So, uh, 
I mean, anybody who puts on a baseball hat to sleep face down <laughs> on the bed, like the baseball, the, the hat he sleeps on his stomach. He's a stomach sleeper. And he has a baseball with a brim, like, on forward. So the brim is, like, poking into the bed. It's insane. He has a sleeping hat that is, like, it's, he's nuts. Well, when he said sleeping hat, I totally thought he was going to come out in, like, a beanie or something. Oh, like a, like, like a, like like a, a Ebony Like a beanie like nightcap. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, for real, do you think that there's anything she could have done where she wouldn't have ended up with this reaction? No. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I mean, in that, I mean, I, I, I wonder what would have happened if she just said, oh, baby, dinner's ready, right? Here it is. Like, dinner's ready. I cooked everything. You woke up for your nap and dinner's ready. It wouldn't have been this fight, but I think you're right. I think it would there have was been like, oh, another vegan, fight. huh? Well, he, <laughs> I think he is vegan. So that's why she Oh, I thought that. she was cooking him a vegan meal to try. No, she was cooking him a vegan meal. Oh, no, I think you're right. She's vegan. And then, but he likes meat. No, actually. Yeah. I mean, I think the fight would have been something else because he was just literally came to Panama. I was like, all right, the first, the first chance I get, I'm putting my foot down and standing up for myself. Mm-hmm. And it was over something really, really stupid. Well, and the thing is, is that he's mad about the apartment. He's mad that yes. the apartment's expensive. But instead of saying that and getting into a fight about that, he's like, I need you to know that I'm mad and I'm going to do it over something else. <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, it's also dumb of him to be mad for this apartment that's already paid for. Right. Like, it, You're in this sick apartment. Enjoy it. Yeah, that you've already <laughs> paid for. You've already paid for this sick apartment. Like, yes. Yeah. And, like, yeah, you, you have sex with a view or something, man. Like, go for it. Like, because, yeah, because the right to – he just – he just – he does the – it's almost it's like in Happy Gilmore, right? The guy yelling at him, and so he punches Bob Barker, right? He does the wrong. He's just he's mad about one thing and reacts the other one. And and again, his reactions, everything he does is so infuriating. Yes, like the way he meekly. Well, I just I, I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call. Okay. It's so funny it. because he, like, he does do that, but in my head, I just have him like yeah, yelling he's about not, it. He's not. He doesn't. I yell. could. Yeah. I. I would be more. I would have more respect for him if he was like, "There's no peelers here, man. How am I supposed to peel these? I'm not going to peel the potato without a peeler." But then he also should have been like, "I'll go to the store and get one." Right? Not just like, what? Because she even said it, and I was like, "What's your other option? Starve because you don't want to peel a fucking right. potato? Like what?" It's not the end of the world. Just freaking. <laughs> Cut the potato. Like, just do it. <laughs> yeah, just do it. Just shut up and do it. And I, I, I it, it's one thing to hear like kids do that, right? And it, kids, it's just such a childish thing that it's like. Well, also, you're the kitchen expert. You don't need a cutting board with those countertops, right? If you are renting, if you are renting, I mean, I mean, I'm not going to condone anybody cutting right on the countertops anytime. But, but, but I'm also a little weary about that, just because like I have cats and uh, they like to jump on the counters, and so I'm just I don't ever want to put anything food wise right on my counter. So okay, fair enough. She has the dog. Okay, that's more of a health concern than a you're not going to ruin the countertop. I mean, I don't love that idea, okay. but, <laughs> but, but to be fair, I think you could have like put it on the counter and cut and just not really slammed it down. Well, you know I mean, also I mean? you're peeling potatoes and like yes. she had a, she gave him the wrong knife for the job. Like if she, she gave him did. a paring knife or yeah, something, it would have been much easier. She gave him a giant, like <laughs> huge, like slicing knife. And I was like, this is, this is the bad, this is the bad choice. But it's just his stupid, 
stupid reactions. I mean, he reminded me of the guy from like Office Space who's going on about his red stapler, right? Like just mumbly, like, I'm not going to do that. And then runs off to bed like as soon as yeah. immediately. Like it, it, it was, I mean, especially the way it was cut, it made it look like he woke up from a nap, was awake for like 20 minutes and was like, I just need to go to bed. I'm just very tired from my trip. I'm going to go to bed. Well, he probably was. Like, I'll give him that. Like, he was just on a flight for a really long time. He got there. But, like, it's the same time zone. Is it? Okay, yes. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> you don't even have it's a time plain. difference. I mean, I'll give him it's still a plane. Like, who knows what time his flight was at, whatever. But. I just feel like you haven't seen your girlfriend in a really long time and you're just going to pick a fight. Like first thing you're going to do is pick a well, fight. Well, that's because that's, that's all everybody psyched him up for was, oh, you better stand up for yourself. Got to stand up for yourself. Got to stand up for yourself. And like, I, I mean, I, I do feel bad for her. I don't know what she's oh, – common theme. I don't know what she sees in this I, guy. She is – oh, man. I feel like but she's she, got um, – She's basically like mentally at the point where like he's like broken her. And yeah. I feel like she's just like going above and beyond doing anything she can to make him happy. And she's like walking on eggshells around him. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's bad. Right. And then, and then when you hear about her, she's the, oh, she, she, she just tries to boss me around. She asked you to peel a potato and said, don't bitch about it. And she's like, just do it. Like, it's you're a, you're a grown man. Peel a fucking potato. And if you're like, mad about the money, like, you're the reason she lost her job. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I mean, and, and her point was, was like, if I was in the U.S., like you promised I would be by now, then we wouldn't have this, this apartment where we'd be in your house. Exactly. Like, and he just makes that stupid face. Oh, God, I hate that face. He, just, he does it. The, uh, to, to describe the face I'm talking about, it's when he tucks his chin into his neck. Oh, and yeah. Go, mm, mm, and I was like, mm. Now you know the face of you're laughing because you know exactly the face I'm talking doing about. The face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is everybody we saw on the show this week. We did not hear from uh, David and Sheila, and we also apparently there's another couple. It said in the next time on, there's somebody Which I imagine else is going to like take over for. Uh, let's let's hope Tyree doesn't would, hang around being be like like yeah. this. But yeah, he wasn't very much, and I don't. No, but he'll be around if, you know, Christian is who exactly who we think it is. Um, all right. So in that case, who was your student of the week? Um, I went with Rosvin. I think that he's just been really patient with her, trying to be understanding to her situation, not pushy. Um, I just really liked him. For no, I, I, I said the same thing. I said Rosvin too, which is surprising because I think that's the second, maybe the second week I gave it to Rosvin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> which is like, because his introduction was like, I'm going to hate this dude, like this guy. <laughs> but he is like being very patient. Like he's trying to be as empathetic as he can. And I, I'll be honest, he's probably being more patient than me. Like, I know it's like your kids and everything and your terrible situation, but I'd be like, oh, my God, can we talk about anything else? Yeah. Like, well, and that's kind of, yes, I agree. Like, especially with how much she annoys me. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm sure. giving it to him even more because of that <laughs> sure. because I would have snapped on her already. Oh, uh, for sure. What about your uh, class dunce? <laughs> Gino. <laughs> yeah. Gino. Just that was uh, the worst. He's just so mean, man. Like, yeah. she's like doing everything she can to really try to like give you a warm welcome, mm-hmm. be there for you. Yeah. You're just, I mean, she's like literally, her. <laughs> and she's literally like throwing her tits at him. Like, yes. like 
whatever. And it's, it's, and much what I think was funny because in the previous episode, his, his uncle was just like, oh, she's going to come in with her boobs bouncing and he's going to melt. And I was Apparently like, it doesn't you, do anything. Yeah. These boobs, he has immunity to those boobs, <laughs> which he paid for, by the way. Like, but it's like, it, it's, it's, it's crazy how, how, like, and I don't, I don't buy his innocent thing. I know, I, I know that he knows by not putting out, he gets more and more and more yeah. from her. He's like getting more power yeah. out of yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. All right. So what about your life lesson? So my life lesson is for Amanda. Um, and basically just, you know, she shouldn't be dating in my opinion at this point, but like beyond all that, don't get your kids involved that soon, especially like if you are not ready to date and then you're having all these, you know, guilt and questions about it and you feel bad for the kids, like then, then why did you have them meet him already? Like, mm-hmm. that's just, I just, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, my, mine is, I'm going to, I'm going to go for Tyree. When someone tells you that they're scamming you, they're scamming you. What <laughs> <laughs> believe people when they tell you things like it's straight yeah. up. It's so weird. And it's funny is like, I know he's not alone. Like, I know that there are people who are just so caught up in either the fantasy that they had or, um, you know, their feelings of self-worth that they literally will not believe it when you tell them the truth. And they're like, no, that's like, yeah, that's not so right. Sad. And so it's just like, yeah, you have to sometimes just take the L and just be like, yeah, they told you they were scamming you. Like, mm-hmm. that's it. They were Move scamming on. you. Yeah. You can do better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So um, I think we're going to have Miss H back next time. So thank you, Miss M, for filling in for Miss H. Always a pleasure to have you here. Thanks. All right. And we will talk to everybody then next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.